Hey, beautiful people. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of The Way In. This one is off the cuff, raw, unscripted. I just hit record and blacked out for 30 minutes. No, but really, this is the audio from my very first vlog. I've been talking about it for far too long. I've been looking for an accountability partner and trying to get other people and really recommending it to other people is a great way to get themselves out in the world. And I've been doing it on the side, in the background, for my own entertainment and the entertainment of friends, really. Uh, but this is like, this is the first official vlog. So I jump into some topics like how to get your art out into the world, kind of where I am today, the fact that the truth will win, and how to find the pebble in your shoe. Essentially, I answer some questions that people have asked me this past week. And I think that if you are looking to get your art into the world or you're looking to dive a little bit deeper into yourself and figure out, you know, man, what is that thing that's dulling, damning, and depressing me? And how the hell do I get rid of it? What do I do? Maybe you'll find some value. I think you will find some value in this episode. And if anything intrigues you, definitely email me. I seriously love and get so excited when I get an email from you. And if I don't respond right away, it's because I'm thinking about a response. I'm really like, I love spending my time with you guys. So, uh, yeah, I just got really excited there, but <laughs> I hope you enjoy this and let me know what you think. If it's good, I would love for you to leave a review on iTunes. If it's bad, I would love for you to leave a review on iTunes and enjoy and make it a great day. See you next time. So today on the vlog, I wanted to at least bring some ideas and bring some value. And if you're listening to this, this is a podcast form. So thank you for listening again. And this would be episode 13 of a podcast and vlog number one. So if you're listening, come check it out on YouTube and probably Facebook. And I wanted to just talk about things that people have asked me this week. Um, and also kind of touch on what I think a vlog might be. And of course, it's going to evolve from here. But I've, I've felt that this is the most important way for me to communicate or the one biggest thing that I'm not doing and I've encouraged other people to do it and I've done it in the background and haven't actually executed or published or shared anything to the public outside of like, uh, you know, my sister and or friends who have birthdays. And so this is this is a vlog and uh, where I think a vlog can win is when somebody's telling the truth. And what I mean by telling the truth is telling their truth. There's a lot of vlogs that I've seen where people seem to be like really up and amped, and maybe I'm amped right now, but like super in your face and positive and ha ha ha, life is so perfect, I'm a vlogger. And every time I hit record, I'm just so perfect and happy. And I just, you know, I don't really buy that. Uh, the other side of this is, you know, I was waiting around for something to do this. And it's the same thing. So if you're listening to the podcast, it's the same thing. Anytime there's a new endeavor, a new project, a new creative process to take up, that will reveal blocks. There will be blocks on the way to publishing, hitting share, hitting send, hitting record even. So uh, I don't know where I got, you know, I kind of got lost in my own pattern of thought, but the the key point here with the truth is that uh, I was waiting for something to happen before publishing a vlog. I was waiting for something to happen. Uh, that thing that to happen would be when I'm in a place of where I want to be. And 
You know, I want to come from a place of authority to talk to people. What kind of authority? What does that even mean? So, uh, you know, I've overcome my issues. You know, right now, I'll level with you. Uh, where where do I want to go? Um, I want to be financially independent. I want to run my own business, and I know it's going to be tough as shit. It is already. So I want to be accountable for myself, and I want to be making those decisions. You know, of course, you know, if you have a client-based business, there's different things going on there, and you're accountable to other people. Um, but that's that's really what it is. I'm an aspiring entrepreneur. Uh, that's where I want to be. And I was waiting around because I didn't feel right. And I see a lot of people. It's really easy on the internet. Uh, I, I have friends. I have peers that do this. So if you're listening, this is you. You know, listen up. Uh, to say you're an entrepreneur, to say you're something uh, that you're not, you're not bringing money in around that. Maybe you're not delivering value to people under that title right now. Maybe you're just advertising something you're not to people. The truth is going to win. And that's where I want to start with this vlog. And if you're on the podcast, you know, I guess that's where I began there too. So today, uh, I want to weigh in on a couple of questions that friends have asked, some clients have asked. Uh, when I say clients, I, I just mean people that have come to me uh, for, and something that I've done, whether I've written or said, has sparked something within them. That's really like, that's that's I guess that's the only reason I do it is if I can help someone and help move the needle for humanity one percent or point zero zero one percent because there's like seven billion of us on the planet then i think i've done an okay job in life but that's that's the goal move the needle for humanity just a little bit uh i'm just one person with an internet connection sometimes so one of the questions was along the lines of this talk that i gave called via negativa via negativa if you haven't heard it the short of it is via negativa means the negative way Theologians used this philosophy to describe God by what God is not. So instead of saying God is this, is this and this, you say, well, I know God isn't this. I know God isn't that. And, you know, you can replace God with nature or uh, the universe or David Wolf, whoever your God might be. You can describe this God by saying what it is not. It's In other ways, it can be the art of subtracting things from your life in order to discover what happens when you have that space. So in this talk, for me specifically, there's a number of things I'm, I'm very big on eliminating things from life if they're not serving me. It's a really simple philosophy. Eliminate what dulls me and then go in more on the things that excite me. So recently, over the past year, uh, I haven't had a drink of alcohol in just a little over a year now. And it wasn't, it's funny because when I ask people or when I tell people, yeah, you know, no, I don't drink. Um, I'm just on this kind of indefinite, no drinking habit. They're always like the first thing that people want to ask me or the first reaction is, oh man, like you probably have. Like, this guy probably has problems. Like, he probably had a drinking problem before he started this. And it's like, it's not that at all. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I love beer. I love a German Hefeweizen. 
It's my favorite beer. I can drink it like water. Um, but the reason I removed alcohol, the biggest reason is this, because it dulled me. You, and anybody who drinks a lot, this is it's it's true. I mean, what are the side effects of not drinking? There are none if you don't drink. But if you do drink, the effects are, for me, uh, I wake up in the morning, maybe a little bit later, with less energy, lethargy, eating things maybe I didn't shouldn't have been eating, a little bit of weight gain. Uh, when I was playing soccer, it made me play worse. I had less energy. I was sucking wind, and I was sucking. Um, when I was 21, I could get away with that, but not at 30, which I just turned. So... By eliminating alcohol from my life, I gained back energy, I gained back time, and I gained a lot of space for myself to explore because drinking and then the entire social aspect of drinking, it's not just drinking a beer, it's everything outside, all the effects of drinking, it's the people you're around, it's the conversations you're having or that I was having. Um, it's the scene, and it's the time invested, the money invested in that scene, and thereby eliminating those uh, because I wasn't getting, you know, it wasn't fulfilling me, and it was dulling me more than it was exciting me. By eliminating that from my life, I then gained back those things again, time, money. Um, some friends fell off, and that's just natural. It's tough, and I, and I empathize with those people. Uh, with my friends who just maybe don't know how the hell to hang out with me. It's like, oh, man, Timo doesn't, you know, he's not drinking, so what do we do? Like, I, we can't invite him here. We can't go there. And they're right. You know, I'm not going to want to go out on Friday, Saturday night because I'm doing other things um, that I think are growth decisions for me. So drinking, um, that's another key point, and we're, let's dive into it. So how did I come to the conclusion that drinking – was the so-called pebble in my shoe. Um, from that talk, a pebble in your shoe is like what the mafia says. It's mafia advice. Only focus on the pebble in your shoe. Okay. That thing that's you know annoying you. That little thing that's like, you know, I can walk on. I can keep doing my day-to-day -day with this, but you know, it's not really helping me. It's maybe hindering me a little bit, but not enough that, you know, I need to take my shoe off right now and get rid of it. Uh, but long term, that pebble in your shoe, metaphorically and in real life probably, is going to uh, is going to start rubbing at the bottom of your foot. It's going to uh, maybe make a sore. It's going to make your foot look nasty when you're going to the pool in the summer. And who wants a nasty foot in the summer while you're at the pool? Like, I don't. Like, I'm all about feet. So I'm all about going barefoot. So anyway, only focus on the pebble in your shoe. And that pebble changes forms. It's a metaphor. So for me, one of those pebbles was drinking. Okay, let's eliminate drinking. It started as a 30-day challenge. Let's see what happens. And I knew what would happen, right? I'd cut out drinking before. My writing gets better. My handwriting looks better. I produce more. I gain more confidence because I don't have the crutch of a drink in a social, social situation to, to have to speak to people. Like, I'm a pretty outgoing guy, but sometimes I put some, put some fuel on the fire, so to speak, and then get out there in front of people and talk and just own, own the room. Um, bye. Using a crutch, though. But to be able to do that same thing without alcohol, 
has brought me personal power that I've never had in my life. Uh, and it, you know, it wasn't a three-week thing. It wasn't a four-week thing. It was probably after month six, month seven, month eight, where that need of it left. So how did I come to the conclusion that drinking was the pebble in my shoe? All the things I said. It was dulling me. Uh, going out and drinking was not fulfilling me. Fulfillment is key. So drinking only fulfilled my need to escape a job or a pressure or something within me that I hadn't quite discovered yet. So knowing that it wasn't dulling me and it wasn't sharpening me, it wasn't helping me find my edge. It was maybe helping me find my edge of how much I can drink and how much longer can I go out and how many how many girls can I talk to tonight and, and that sort of thing. But it wasn't fulfilling me. It had to go. So I gained back the energy. I gained back the focus. And the biggest piece of advice here or the cautionary advice for when you discover whatever that is that is your pebble in your shoe, whatever that thing is that is dulling you, dampening you, discouraging you, depressing you, and not developing you, when you discover what that is and you eliminate it, this is where it is so important to stay there to be in that place in that void and stay there for as long as you can and it will only get more and more uncomfortable sit with the discomfort the easy thing to do in those situations is to replace and fill that void, whether it's alcohol or, you know, a relationship, a depress, whatever that thing is, alcohol specifically. When you, f- the easy thing is to replace that void and fill that gap that's just been excavated with eating more, with a sugary diet, with a new person that matches the old person that you just, but it's new and fresh and your hormones are racing again. It just feels like you're a spiritual connection. It's a new relationship that looks the same as the last one. And then eight months go by and you're back in the same cycle again. And then eight months go by and you're back drinking again. Or two months go by and you just gained 15, 20, 30 pounds because instead of drinking alcohol and drinking your calories, now you're eating your calories. That's the easy thing to do. That's the safe decision. The growth decision is to sit in the discomfort and get comfortable with being uncomfortable in that discomfort. Cool. So my advice there is to sit in discomfort once you find out what that pebble is in your shoe. Stay with it. Whatever that's got to be for you. Three weeks, four weeks, a month, two months. Whatever you do, do not fall back into the old pattern. For as long as you can, know what it feels like to not need that old pattern anymore. Don't eliminate water. Don't eliminate breathing. (laughs) But whatever that is, then if you're finding that, you know, the other question was, 
what advice would I offer in discovering your own pebble? And in discovery, like discovering anything, it requires exploring. Whether it's a new land, whether it's for a new home, you've got to explore. You've got to try things out, right? Uh, A lot of people, one of the biggest reasons I left the corporate world uh, my first time and left my hometown of Ohio is because I needed something more. There was this huge voice in my head that just wouldn't shut up and it needed to break the pattern. It was every pattern that needed broken for me. Relationships, uh, business um and seeing the people around me so in discovering and and there wasn't space it was falling into a pattern as i said before a comfort pattern a safety pattern um to discover your own pebble we need to be able to mute the voices that are telling us what's safe and telling us the things that are safe the things that we are doing that we feel are safe are actually hurting us they're actually helping us avoid the difficult conversation. They're helping us to avoid the growth decision. They're helping us avoid the gym. You know, it's a workout. It can be painful sometimes. It can be exhausting. It's tough to go to the gym every day. It's tough to go to the gym once a week for some people. It's tough to go to the gym once in a year. So explore. Give yourself the space to explore. I know it's like super general and super vague. But more specifically, you know, there's meditation and writing. Those are ways of giving yourself space, right? I Every morning I have a writing, meditation, and some sort of physical routine every morning, 90% of the time, depending on what's going on. But you can guarantee there's going to be some form of meditation and writing for me every morning. Um, whatever that looks like for you, uh, just turn off, turn off the TV, turn off other stuff, you're going to figure out what that is for you. Give yourself space, which means give yourself time. Give yourself permission to explore and become your own best investigator. Become an investigator of your psychology. And then when you're investigating your psychology and auditing all of your actions see what's going on where is your body going where is your mind going what is your mind saying that maybe isn't helping you out maybe it's keeping you in the same place so got it uh so again key points um give yourself space for exploration give yourself the time and sit in discomfort once you discover what that thing is be okay to let it go and be okay to let it go when it's painful and know that in letting go when you let your when you let go that's the biggest thing you can do to love yourself to love yourself is to let yourself go and i don't mean you know eating and gaining 50 pounds or binging on drugs or netflix sometimes that might be okay but real self love is an ability to let things go from yourself okay And I really want to stick it with people want to, people want good news about bad habits. When you're investigating, when we investigate our psychology and what we're doing, 
gotta be gotta have a the courage to be honest with ourselves with ourselves first and act from a place of truth from within ourselves maybe you have no idea what the hell that is i'm still working on mine right uh, I know I know where I want to get. I know that I want to be financially independent. I want to have location independence, and I want to be running my own businesses and thriving in that situation. Um, I'm not there today, but that's where I'm going, right? People want good news about bad habits. If you want to get somewhere and you're not getting there yet, you have to be strong enough and honest with yourself to a point where you can tell yourself, like, hey, you know what? Going out to happy hour three times a work just three times a week just is not working for me anymore. I'm not getting to where I want to be. I've been in this job for six years and I have not had a raise and my boss treats me like shit and it's not going anywhere. And I've had the conversations that I've needed to have. Or maybe you haven't had the conversation. Whatever those things are, stop giving yourself good news about bad habits. That's what people want. Quit the tough stuff. A lot of the stuff is obvious. You're not getting dates. Maybe it's because you're overweight. Be honest with yourself. You're not getting the the date you want. You're not getting the job you want. Maybe your resume sucks. Maybe you should get some help for that. Maybe your experience isn't big enough. Maybe you need to go take an internship somewhere and work for free and hustle a little bit. You don't have a blog with a million followers. It's because you have two blog posts and your writing sucks right now. Work on it. Be honest with yourself. And that's a way to find the pebble in your shoe. Got a little bit serious there. Uh, but really, stop giving yourself good news about bad habits. So the other piece is, uh, this week I, I took a walk around a lake and somebody reached out to me. And... Uh, you know, it's cool. I love when people reach out to me and, and they, like, I have some, uh, life changing, life altering advice for them. I'm going to take a sip of this coffee here. It's a T-Rex mug. It's an awesome T-Rex mug. But somebody reached out to me and we went, we went out for a walk and we had a conversation and the person was in a, a time of transition. Nothing crazy. Uh, well, at least for them. Uh, now I'm reeling. So anyway, that person, we, we walked around the lake, and, and a number of people have come up to me with the same questions lately. Um, and it's really centered around, how do I release my art into the world? And the thing I say to that is, if you're afraid to make a mess, you'll never make anything. I have... I've seen many people stop before they ever even start. And they're just stopped. They're sitting at a stop sign and they're not moving because they're afraid to make a mess. Whether that mess is in a kitchen with a cooking project and, oh my gosh, I'm making a mess. You know, what do we do when we cook? Like, it's a freaking mess. Have you been in a kitchen? Maybe it's just my kitchen. But there's food everywhere. There's scraps. There's trash. There's wrappers. There's compost. There's there's all sorts of stuff going on when there's cooking happening, right? There's water and sauces, and that's why chefs wear aprons, because the creative process is a mess. So if you're afraid to make a mess, you'll never make anything. You won't get anywhere. 
if you care that, oh my gosh, my first attempt is going to be Messi, you'll never be as good as Lionel Messi. <laughs> you know, he gets on the field. If you don't know who that is, incredible soccer player. He's like, he at one point, he was like LeBron of soccer. If you don't know who LeBron is, you got to Google it. So, it's about releasing, it's about hitting publish, it's about hitting share, it's about hitting record, and it's about not giving a crap about what other people think about you or the mess that you're making and just putting it out there and getting your hands dirty, doing the work and letting it out. That's it. It's really that simple. And we had a great, really interesting conversation about writer's block. And that's what it boiled down to. I mean, the, the conversation boiled down to these key points here. And one was writer's block. And writer's block, by the way, it doesn't matter if you're writing or vlogging or you know, typing emails at work or whatever that might be. The block is the realest thing between what's in our heads or our hearts or guts or wherever they are and the pen or the finger hitting the, the keyboard or the piece of paper and then the send or the publish, right? The execution. So writer's block. My theory on writer's block is that if you've ever writ- if you've ever read The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield, the entire book is about writer's block. I don't even know if he says writer's block in the book or uses the term writer's block. Instead, he uses the word resistance, and he talks about in all these metaphors about writer's block and it's just a beautifully written book and about you know one of the key points is that we have to show up to our work if you're an entrepreneur or entrepreneur or you're a creative and whatever that thing is for you whether you know it's writing a blog post or posting some memes to your facebook fan page whatever that is we got to show up especially if you're if especially if you're escaping the nine to five um, the cool thing about the 9 to 5 is that discipline of showing up. What do we do when we show up to our jobs? Regardless of whether or not we love it, we show up at 9 o'clock. Even if we hate it, we still show up for work. Even if it sucks. And we sit there, <laughs> or hopefully stand sometimes, for 8, 9, 10 hours. And then we go home and we chill, right? So if you have aspirations of leaving that, uh, like I do and have, then... Or or you want to create your blog or whatever that is, show up. And show up in that disciplined fashion at 9 o'clock or 8 o'clock or whatever that is for you every day. And push through the resistance. So that was one of the cool key points from that book. The other piece is writer's block is really just getting in your head. I've written blogs about – they're not good. They're not good blogs either, by the way. But I've written things that are purely about writer's block. Literally, just start typing about writer's block. And it seems like once you have, once I've had this realization, it's like a lot of blogs or a lot of really good books, it seems, are just about writer's block. And they're just about, you know, getting past this boogie man that sits between us and creating and, and pushing through that, <laughs> that block is the entire storyline. It's the hero's journey to publishing a blog post or the hero's journey to going to work that day. So just do it. I mean, Nike made a great tagline on this thing. So that's what it all came down to. 
It's like a lot of us have ideas. We've never been so lucky, and and I'm going to get a little bit more high level here, but all of us, we've never had such an amazing ability to just create something, distribute it, and then receive feedback immediately. It's never, the opportunity, it's never been easier to share our art with the world. Never been easier. At the same time, it's also a challenge because the people are going to decide whether or not they like it. Uh, maybe, you know, I've, I've spent, at one time I spent some hours on writing something and maybe five people viewed it. <laughs> Did I stop? Hell no. I kept going. Because I know my stuff isn't that good yet. I know yet that it's not that good, and I just keep moving forward, right? Maybe one day somebody will pick it up and love it. And a, a number of you have told me, and I really appreciate it, and I love you for that. Thank you. So in that, it's doing versus trying. It's remembering all the cliches. It's remembering what Yoda said to Luke Skywalker when he tried to raise the X-Wing. It's do or do not, there is no try, baby. There's literally, <laughs> show me what trying looks like. Because it doesn't look like doing. It looks a little bit more like not doing, but a slightly different than not doing. Because when you're not doing, you're just, I think, when I imagine not doing, you're just like, chill. I'm not doing anything. Whatever. But if you're trying, it's like, ugh, I'm just constipated with this idea and I just need to get it out. Right? It's like being pregnant with an idea and just never giving birth. That's got to be painful. And I think of that Maya Angelou quote. There's no greater agony than bearing an untold story inside of you. So what's your story? What is the thing that you need to do and release into the world that you've been procrastinating on? What is the pebble in your shoe that is dulling, depressing, dampening you, slowing you down? And are you going to have the courage to give yourself the real news about your bad habits? The courage to eliminate those things that are dulling you? Then, once you eliminate them, to have the greater courage to sit with the discomfort of the elimination. And then, in that space, be your own best investigator. Become the greatest investigator. Become the Sherlock Holmes of your psychology and audit your behavior. And then, then once you figure out what those things are that excite you, go all in on them. And then have the courage to make a mess. Because if you're afraid to make a mess, you'll never make anything. If you're afraid to look within you, you'll never see anything. And that, my friends, that wraps up this episode of the weigh-in thank you for listening reach out to me on facebook or email i 
I seriously love you for emailing me and having the conversation. That stuff, it gives me gives me life. No joke. And I'm really looking forward to do more of these with you. Make it a great day, and I will see you or talk to you soon. Hey, weigh in, listeners. One last thing. If you have questions for me, email or Facebook message those to me. I'm thinking about going on Facebook Live. Today is Friday, May 12th. And I'm thinking about going live today and then on some sporadic schedule of events coming up here. So if there's anything that you want me to answer in these podcasts or on Facebook Live or the vlog, shoot those questions my way. I will attempt to answer any questions that you have. And whether they're about me, about something that can help you, or you know about uh, the how gorillas have relationships or something like that. Uh, you know, I'll figure it out and uh, it's something I'm interested in. So hit me up and thanks again so much for listening. Talk to you soon.